The following movie has been rated R by the Motion Picture Association of America. It is intended for mature audiences. Parents may wish to consider whether it should be viewed by children under 17. Welcome to Off Script with Jason and Joel. And now, here are your hosts, two guys who love to sing along to old swing songs in their underwear, Jason and Joel. Yes, we do. In fact, we just uh, got done doing that right before we started the show tonight. I am Joel. And... No, you're just Joel. Actually, yeah, you I'm probably, Jason. Well, because it's, it's off script with Jason and Joel. You probably should be like, "I'm Jason," and then I and then I would say, "I'm Joel," because unlike you, I know a cue when I hear it. <laughs> well, you started talking first. Well, yes, yeah, I'm just force a habit because because the, <laughs> the other podcast. All right, let's try that again. All right, hold on. <clears throat> okay. I'm Jason, and I'm Joel, and we're, <laughs> we're going. Off script. <laughs> okay, I'm done. So, Jay, we need music. Yeah, we really do. I'm I'm gonna have to add some in post because I, I realize how like <laughs> I just used the forgotten flex music again. Uh, <laughs> it just mess with people. So, good evening, friend. How are you? I am here. I am ready to talk about a myriad of things, because as we know, for those of you that are new to the Oscar podcast, we talk about all sorts of stuff. When you say, Jay, we talk about trailers for upcoming movies, movies that are coming out this week. Of course, movies that came out maybe last week, because mm-hmm. when this podcast comes out, which is twice a month, sometimes we miss when they come out. It could be a movie that's coming out later this summer, or later this year. We don't know. We just see a trailer. We get excited about it. We want to talk about it, get passionate, or it might be. A movie that, say, one friend forced another uh, to watch and really uh, put their friendship in jeopardy over it. You know, stuff like that. There were no chains involved. There were no chains there were involved. Whips. There you were whips. say forced. There were whips. <laughs> that was different, and you certainly weren't forced. Yes, so. yes, yes. So we, we talk about all kinds of stuff. A lot of movie, pop culture kind of stuff, and uh, sort of a, a spinoff. This is sort of the, I would say, Frasier uh, it is the Frasier to Forgotten Flicks' Cheers, but that would imply that right? it's good. So <laughs> what would be a spinoff that's... Su- oh, this is the Joni Loves Chachi Oh, to Forgotten Flicks. Ah, uh, yeah. ouch. No, 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 maybe not. Maybe, okay, what was it? What was a show where the, the original show sucked, and then they did a spinoff that sucked even worse? Was there any spinoffs <laughs> of, like, Wings or Family Matters or Full House? Oh... Wings didn't suck. Okay. Was <laughs> was was Family Matters a spinoff of something? Wasn't I never it? watched Family Matters. I never really was. You didn't? I thought you did. Nah, not really. I, I think I'm going to dig back in the Forgotten Flicks archives, which we both know I'll never do. But I'm going to totally dig back in the Forgotten <laughs> Flicks archives and find it. I'm pretty confident we had a whole discussion about taste in crappy sitcoms, and you liked that show. Well, I, I've seen episodes of it. And I've watched some of it, but I never watched it like week over week. And of course, I know Urkel and Jelly White. Do that. <laughs> you want any cheese? But I, I was, I didn't watch it regular. And I don't think they spun anything off of it that I know of. But no. who knows? I, for some reason, I thought Family Matters itself was a spinoff, like a Full House or something like that. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I'm probably wrong. I don't know because I, yeah, I don't know. This is why it's called off-script, people, so. so if you really hate guys that go on tangents, please <laughs> go find another podcast, because you're going to be miserable. 
Uh, no, I was a Cosby. I was a Cosby show kid. Oh yeah. And, uh, oh yeah. Love the, well, well, you see, I was gonna say, but different world. I actually like different world. Do, uh, yeah. Kadeem Hardison. I mean, he wasn't, you know, and who was the one chick? Who was the one chick? Whitney. She was hot. Mm. Sorry. What? She was sassy. Yep. She was southern and sassy. <laughs> she talked kind of like this right here. <laughs> <laughs> So the, <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. Yes, today. we do. First, uh, thing we have to talk about. We've been holding this in for two weeks. Yes, we have, and I want to say something. We, this is probably the biggest issue. Vacation, the reboot has been delayed. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, and apparently, the guy who plays Sweets on Bones was uh, one of the guys who wrote the script for the new movie as well, as well as being the potential director. Really? Uh, the rumor is, rumor has it, also known as some movie geek website where they just probably make things up, is the MPAA rating of the movie is in question that there is one camp wanting it to be R rated throwback to the original. Cause apparently this one, Rusty's taking his family to Wally world, I guess, to relive right, right, that experience. Yeah, you, you and, that. yeah. And there's another camp that says, no, no, let's make it PG 13, which let's be honest. Today's PG 13 is 1985's PG. Wouldn't you agree? Because I remember there was PGs in the eighties that had nudity in them. And, oh. I'll, I'll agree with you. Yeah, I, I'll agree with you if you agree with me that today's PG or PG thirteen was the nineteen fifties R. I mean, oh, oh, X. Yeah. Well, I would X, but I but well, they didn't have an R or an X then, so that's beside the. But point. I mean, that's yeah. there were movies that were pulled or not allowed to be. Yeah, they weren't even shown. allowed to be made at that point. Uh, well, no. yes, but I would say that the PG thirteen of today is pretty what other than Titanic, you know, because it should have been R and they did that just because they needed to make their money back. And not that the MPA is in anyone's pocket. That would never happen. I would never make such an accusation. That's horrible. <laughs> but other than that one incidence where you can show full frontal multiple times and drop F bombs and have frozen babies bobbing in the North Atlantic. Other than that, most well, PG 13 movies okay. today, most, not all, but most to me feel very, tepid and subdued now i'm not one of these people who believes oh if a horror movie is pg-13 it just is going to automatically suck no because some are more atmospheric and creepy and don't need as much have as much gore in them let's just say but if it's if that's what their intention is right out the gate immediately i think this is going to suck if that's the it's the tail wagging the dog worrying about the rating make your freaking movie tell your story and if it requires an r then it will be r if it requires a PG-13, it will be a PG-13. If it goes NC-17 you and you're worried about marketing, then there's this no. thing called the director's cut. You can release it on DVD. I just don't understand the business. I don't. I don't. Nor do I want to. So on that note, uh, what else did you want to talk about tonight? Because that's all I got. All right. Um, <laughs> that's all. No, I, there's a couple little things. Uh, first, um, I did want to mention that uh, uh, well, this past week for us, but April um, 19th, um, a star died who had a place in my TV history. Who was um, that? Alan Arbus passed away. Oh, I, you know what's funny? I saw his obit when I was doing my research for today's show. Yeah. And um, I had no idea who he was until I watched a video of him on MASH. Well, and as a kid, when I was when I was growing up watching TV, my one of the shows, two shows uh, aside from the news, my dad always watched, it was MASH and, Star, and the original Star Trek. So... I grew up watching MASH. I've seen every episode. I've seen the, you know, Man, the, the finale, which does is still, that explain to this your day, sense the, of humor. Go ahead. Yes, of course. It's the death humor, right? So, yes. Um, but, I was going to say uh, not funny, but go ahead. 
No. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you hate people. <laughs> I'm just I'm just evil. <laughs> no, I grew up watching it and so I've seen everyone and um uh he was one of those characters on it that I that I liked uh, but it was funny because I heard in his uh, obituary um yesterday when they were talking about it on I think NPR um they said it was interesting because he was only in 12 episodes of MASH. Mm-hmm. But it was such a strong character and that he had made such an indelible mark on the show that that's what he's best known for, even though he's done quite a bit of other things, movies and TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, he was a big character. So he, he passed away this week. So um, Godspeed, Alan Arbus. Of course, notice we never even said Godspeed to uh, Roger Ebert. Who? Nobody. So anyway, uh, what else you got? <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, I got some trailers and we have to talk about a big, big deal that went on this week. Hmm. Big thing. Do we really? Yes, we do. Do we really? We do. We do. So those are related. So I got a couple we, trailers. We should those. tease out. We should tease out. Will their friendship withstand the critical drubbing? One of Jason's all time favorites is about to receive. <laughs> or will so Joel, in fact, not be a total <laughs> douche about it? Hmm. <laughs> I think you know how this is going to go, but it's a so team, let me start, so go with it. Let me start with this. Yes. Before we before we go through this, uh, so last week, which the, I don't think we talked about it on our last episode, um, a week and two days ago yes. ish, ish, I went and got the largest tattoo I've received to date. <laughs> yes. I am a badass biker dude. Wears leather and he, has tattoos. He got, he, he, got a, he got a tramp stamp. <laughs> no, not this time. That was last. It was a rebel flag with a target in the middle. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> uh, if you have not, I suggest all of you go out to Comedy Central's website and look up the Stephen Colbert video where he talks about the music video that Brad Paisley and LL Cool J did called Accidental Racist. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh my god, it is the, it is the most first of all the most awful song ever and the most hilarious bit ever. But no, as I get back on script. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Go ahead. I got a I got a big ass tattoo by um oh, that I, I wanted for a long time. And what I what I wanted for a long time was a movie character that sort of symbolizes the that genre of movies that I love, but also you know, the, the absurdity of what it means to be Jason. <laughs> yeah. I just like the characters and I like the artwork. So I've always wanted to have, well, not always, I've wanted to have a shark tattoo for a long time. And yes, I said shark but I looked no, at wait, the did artwork. No, you say shark to pussy? No. That's is that the a, James Bond hybrid movie? Shark to pussy? That is. That was, a, <laughs> no, that was the porn version of shark to Got it. Um, no, I've wanted a shark to a tattoo for a long time, uh, ever since the movie came out. But I just felt like, yeah, I don't like any of the artwork that's out there for it and no screenshots in the movie fit. So I have a friend whose husband is a tattoo artist. And so I kind of reached out to him. Oh, and you should, we should totally plug his tattoo shop because I'm we, going to. our three listeners, most of whom are in Europe, <laughs> could totally benefit and it will totally i i think they're they will see a huge return on they'll investment for advertising i, see, I think they'll see a bump with um, off script yes so uh yeah scooters skin art 
Uh, and you can find them both on Twitter and uh, on their website, uh, scooterskinart.com. But uh, Jake at Scooter Skin Art is uh, the, the guy that's a friend of mine. Well, I, I thought you went to him. Arnie's ass tags. That was for the tramp stamp. Oh, well, okay. Okay. I just want to make sure. I knew you had done that one too. <laughs> so go to S Skin Art is theirs. But anyway, so I wanted to get uh, Sharktopus and I talked to Jake and Jake actually did uh, a sketching of Sharktopus, Dino Croc, and Piranaconda. And I loved it and I got this giant tattoo and you can actually go to the Facebook page uh, for Offscript and see uh, what I got. But I love it and it looks awesome. It's very cool artwork. I, I can vouch. It looks amazing. It does look good. But I, I am a, if you are not familiar with our other show, I am a B-movie lover. More particularly, I love creature feature B-movies. So going all the way back to some of the 50s films with the, the um, you know, kind of absurd real creature with close-up camera and then back away to uh, uh, live characters. I love that stuff. But I love the sci-fi uh, channel, Siffy channel stuff that's come out and uh, I get a bunch of those movies. So one of the things that was important to me was to introduce you, my friend, to these films because you have never seen any of the sci-fi. Well, I haven't seen any of the most, the the last, what would you say, probably the last seven, eight years of them? Because right. we've talked about in the 90s, like when they did all those nature on a muck ones about sharks and right spiders and alley. I liked, and actually, I, even though they were bad, I liked those. But the latest, the ones from the Asylum and from Corman yep. and that crew, I haven't watched yet. Yeah, yep, yep. That's that's more what I'm talking about. The Corman produced the straight to to TV, um, which always seems to have one or two famous names in it who are probably C list famous. <laughs> they were famous at some point at, in their at lives. At one point, yes, there was an, an element of fame attached. <laughs> so uh, we kind of talked about what movies to start with. I wanted you to start with um mega, mega pussy shark. versus shark to pussy versus crock of crabs oh i wanted you to start with mega shark versus giant octopus yes. because that's one of the first ones they did in that series one yes. of the first ones i saw of this series well he really uh, yeah, i have to add this into jason really drove home the point <laughs> that much like a show like lost or <laughs> i don't know uh, maybe even twin peaks that if you miss even one thing you're completely, completely lost. Although I think with Twin Peaks, you're pretty much lost the whole time. But you get well, my point. This is something you needed to see every frame of starting with. And I was like, I'll do my best. And it just couldn't happen. It just could not happen. We had to start with something else. Yeah, it wasn't there. So the next best thing, Netflix, play it now, has Mega Piranha on it. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar... I actually covered this with our friend Kevin uh, Kevin Batchelder on Saturday B Movie Reel. Yep, uh, we watched it and we reviewed it, and it was you know we had a, a great time. Uh, Kevin's also a big uh, sci fi movie lover. He has, he does a podcast called Tuning Into Sci Fi TV, um, and covers a lot of these movies and their TV shows. But we covered it, and so I thought, all right, that's on a similar line as Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. However, it's got a little bit of extra pixie dust because it has. I would argue it has two. <laughs> oh, it has several, but I'm talking the main pixie dust. It stars 
Tiffany. No, I was referring to her just her when I said two. Oh. <laughs> Um, it stars Tiffany of the nineteen late nineteen eighties, eighty six, eighty six. I think is eighty seven. That time frame was. Uh, I think we're alone now. I'm ripping up the Beatles, and all those baby boomers are going ape shit. <laughs> and she did the mall tours, and uh, yeah, she did fantastic. She stars in this, but it also stars Bob Williams. Or Barry Williams, sorry, as Bob Grady, which <laughs> Bob I thought was Williams. funny. Did you catch that? Barry Williams? Yeah, oh, his, did I catch it? Are you Bob joking? Grady? Oh, no, I didn't, oh, no, no, no. I think did I catch it? It was Barry Williams in the freaking movie. No, I did not actually. Grady? I get it. <laughs> Subtle. No. Actually, I totally nice. didn't get that, actually. <laughs> so that was the, you really didn't? No, I didn't. I never heard uh, it. I, I don't, for some reason, I didn't catch his name. I knew he was the Secretary of State, which can't wait to get into the discussion of the Secretary of State apparently monitors very simple missions <laughs> to investigate a boat blowing hey, up. Don't ruin, it. Okay. don't ruin it. I'm sorry. This is huge. So, <laughs> so uh, I finally, because I have, a, I have a, quite the collection of B-movies, and I finally uh, got Joel to watch one of them. As part of his odyssey of discovering sci-fi. My sexuality. That's oh, right. that, that was the other thing you had me do. Never mind. So this is your deflowering mm-hmm. of the new sci-fi B-movies. So, um, so uh, I watched it last night again, too. And that's like the... F- so did you want to start with an apology? Is that what you're saying? Fourth or fifth time I've seen it. Wow. Um Fourth, fourth, I think it's the fourth. Why time. did I think I think we're alone now? Is a Beatles song? It's not. Did she cover? No. Why did I think that was a Beatles song? No, that was just her. No, no, no. It was an old '60s song. But it wasn't Beatles. No, I don't know why I had it in my head. It was a Beatles song that she did a cover of. <clears throat> I, I guess know. in my mind, it was like just adding to the heresy with her mall tours that she had done a beat. I don't. I had always had it in my head that that was a beat. I don't know why I had that. See, you're judging and you're wrong. <laughs> You're right. It is wrong to judge. <laughs> so, for those of you who haven't seen your, this movie, it, which explains your Im- <laughs> immensely insightful cinematic criticism, or lack thereof, because that would imply judgment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, for those of you who haven't seen this movie, it's pretty simple. Um, it's a sci-fi straight-to-TV movie. Came out in 2010. Stars Paul Logan, uh, who is you know he. he Plays in these kinds of movies, Mega Piranha, The Terminators, not, <laughs> not Terminator, The Terminators. Um, Technicality. Uh, yeah, right. So technically, not the same. Nope. <clears throat> um, but he's played in a lot of movies like the of this uh, ilk. Well, and, and uh, I can see why with his range, uh, <laughs> his he, the guy had one of the most expressive faces I've seen in a long time. Hey, he does angry face. Like all the no. time, <laughs> he does the no, no, no. He he Wait. he attended the Joey Tribbiani School of Acting. The who <laughs> who farted and I smelt it, and and then leaves that no. look on his face. All right, so I I got you to start this film by saying mm-hmm. they don't take it too seriously. It's meant to be a fun romp. Again, yes. it's a straight to TV movie. Uh, and Immediately except, before this, I watched three Ingmar Bergman films. 
<laughs> of course, <laughs> okay. to compare. <laughs> to compare. I got it. Just I got it. <laughs> so do you want me to say what I thought, like right out the gate? You don't even like that? No. Okay. Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> Wait, no, let me set up the movie. Okay. So it stars... <laughs> so it's going to hurt me, so let me at least have my moment. Okay. Um, it stars Paul Logan, which uh-huh. I mentioned, who is Senior Feech, or sometimes... <laughs> Senior Finch. That's true. Because I think it fluctuated. Fit. Yeah. Um, and, Tiffany, yes. who I mentioned, who is a totally, environment- totally believable as an environmental scientist or whatever she was supposed to be. Yes, environmental scientist. Mm. Uh, and Barry Williams, who was Greg Brady, who plays Bob Grady, the Secretary of State or something. No, he, in the White no, he House. was the straight up the one of the highest ranking officials in the United yep. States government. Who uh, apparently, oh, I don't know, throughout the movie's duration, had his phone, which at various times almost looked like a flip video camera, but he was like always like in an alley or in a car or on a rooftop, like <laughs> as if he was in the middle of a meeting and had been pulled out of it or but he, didn't hold the, he didn't hold the phone up to his ear. He kind of talked at it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. He always did. He always talked like, yeah, like he was almost like he was a walkie talk or something in the hand about in front of him. <laughs> He was, he was almost like a recorder, like if he was recording himself, like a tape recorder. Right. right. So the whole setup of the movie is that apparently the um, ambassador to Venezuela or where uh, it's Venezuela, yeah, you, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's Venezuela, the U.S. ambassador. And, and he dies. Well, he he and a, a Venezuelan po- politician. I don't remember. It was like the foreign minister or something. Right. And they're right. on a boat with like a dozen like silicone induced honeys and they're drinking yeah wine toasting because they were going to go out and watch the sunset yeah while they talk at noon yeah on a river in the amazon so yeah but they were out there and something happens to the boat it wrecks into the water and it is just this it's attacked by giant piranha people bloodbath i I think at that point they're really they're not really a giant at that point they're just maybe a little bit bigger than normal yep and so what comes out is that Tiffany and her crew of science people mm-hmm. um, developed a strain of piranha that would grow quickly so it would feed people, but it got out. And somebody said – she said that somebody either stole it or released it. They never really explained that. Um, and it got out into the rivers, and they are growing at an exponential rate. Yes. Uh, so they start out as normal sized piranhas, you know, the size of your hand, uh, uh, you know, uh, brim, you know, or some little fish, uh, and they grow gigantic. Well, well Paul the Logan, si- by the size of what rhinos or so at the end. Yeah, he's like Ryan. He says horse, then rhino, then elephant, uh, and that's where he stops. But Paul Logan plays Jason Fitch or Finch whatever they're calling him, who is a special forces guy that goes down there to investigate and apparently has a hotline to the secretary of state and keeps him updated moment by moment on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, as these fish run amok, I, think- I won't spoil the ending. Oh, please don't. <laughs> but the fish get big. So if you haven't seen this and you don't want it spoiled, I suggest you turn the podcast off and go watch it. But <laughs> Yeah, that would be a good idea. Do that. Turn the podcast off. <laughs> so, okay, so that's that's the setup. This is not my favorite of the sci-fi um, 
the sci-fi B movies, but this is definitely a good one for me in, in that vein. And, uh, I like it. So what did you think? Tell me how much you loved it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I'm just going to cut directly to the chase. I actually did not hate it. Really? Taking it for what it is. That is the caveat to that statement. I was totally expecting to come into this and you'd be like, this is Drek. Well, it Why is, but, it's, I- but here's the thing. A couple key factors, and I will officially eat a little crow. Whoa. <laughs> You're going to eat crow? Yes. Wait a now, second. I'm not saying crow? it's going to be, yes, hold, hold on. Actually, it's, I'm, I'm holding a little bastard down now, and he's, he's twitching, so I've got to hold on. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. He's Dig down. the teeth in. Just twist. Okay. <laughs> my, my crow eating in, is primarily because one of the things that always held me back from checking these movies out, because I look for the love of God, some of my all time favorite movies are things like Bubba Hotep and army of darkness. All right. So it's not exactly like I'm pristine in the world. Uh, you know, I mean, if given my option between watching army of darkness for the 80th time or watching a Bergman film, uh, <laughs> duh. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not exactly some cinematic elitist here. Okay. Let's just get that out of the way. Second, my, my primary reservation with these movies was I was under a, at least in this movie's case, a false impression that everybody involved, it was pretty cynical. Like it was intentionally bad. And that was what they were trying to do, like make crap on sort of like those, uh, date movie and Epic movie where they're doing kind of the airplane parody bit, but it's intentionally bad. And it's like goes to a place where it's so not funny that it just pisses yes. you off. Like it felt like it's a wink, wink to the camera constant. And it just is yeah. annoying as hell. Yep. I thought that's what these movies were going to be. Mm-hmm. Mega Prana was not that. Now no. I, I will say, and keeping, because I really wanted to stay faithful to the, to the J dog on this one. <laughs> and you're, you're the J dog in this case, not me. I'm not yes, speaking in yes. the third person. <laughs> I did. I wanted to make sure I watched it at least all in one evening. Now with three young kids, the great thing about a movie like this is you can be interrupted every three and a half minutes and really don't, it doesn't really disrupt the flow of things. <laughs> but that aside, and probably with about 36 or so minutes left to go, I had to take enough of a break, watch a little something with my wife. She fell asleep. I laid in bed with an iPad and I finished it. Now, okay. despite the fact that it was 1030 at night, 37 minutes left, I'm watching on an iPad that I had to dim so that it didn't brighten up the whole room. I only nodded off like twice and <laughs> and it was very, very quick. And I actually in, and would wake myself up with the intention of watching it. Now, it was m- less because I was so intrigued to find out what happens next and more like, uh, did he really just Kung Fu kick a bunch of damn fish flying at him? <laughs> and I actually found myself laughing and chuckling <laughs> primarily at it, but in a positive way, like right. not in a it wasn't like a mean spirited kind of way it was more of a when people go and watch troll 2 and they have these huge gatherings and and it's done almost out of more of an affectionate kind of way because i really felt like after watching it everybody was trying the best they could do and one thing i was actually impressed a couple things the quality of the cinematography like it wasn't a bad looking movie like i figured it was going to be a shot on vhs piece of shite no the cameras were actually really good and i don't know if they used the red camera i know it was shot hd but it, it it was on par with like a show like 24 or something like that. So yeah. that that was impressive to me. And there was at first when they 
In an effort to stop the killer fish, they have a dam and the Venezuelan soldiers, whatever they are. Yeah, the colonel. Yeah, the colonel. colonel yeah, sort of the, the big bad, I guess, in the movie. Right. Hugo wasn't available at that time. And <laughs> so this he, he's the stand in and they go to the water at night in their black cock ish helicopters. And there's the dam. And he's going to unload, I guess, unleash hell, firepower wise, on the Amazon. Well, it's not even the Amazon. It's like the, I don't. Is that even a real river? It was like the Orinco or Orinco or something like. It wasn't even a real river. Yes. That I know of. So why they couldn't have just said, well, I don't know. Does the Amazon go anywhere near Venezuela? And American education comes to the rescue again. I don't even know if the Amazon River is near Venezuela. Probably not. So, <laughs> so they unleash hell. And I'll say at first, despite the absurdity of shooting into dark water in the pitch of night to kill fish, and somehow you would know what you were hitting and that you would actually succeeded in your mission, like all that aside, the <laughs> quality of the effect at first with the helicopters and the explosions, I was like, wow, that doesn't actually look like crap. And then at one point the helicopters moved and it looked like something out of South Park. Like the, the, <laughs> yes. the, the, all three of them were on screen at once. And they just, the way they moved as I was, I thought to myself, are those cutouts? Are they even real? <laughs> so they, they're not even CGI real. They're just, I think those might be cutouts. So, there were those little moments throughout it. I thought the fish, yeah. while cheesy, obviously, they looked pretty cool. I mean, they were, you know, they're the big, ugly teeth. They were and, bad. Yeah, they were bad. Yeah, they, I, I do, were, uh, but a couple of key points I did have to, because I had this, I found something. I think I'm going to love these movies. I mean, love them. <laughs> because I get to go through them and do that obnoxious thing where you go, oh, really? Well, if you did yes. this, then why this? See, what it is, yes. here's what it is. You know why these movies are awesome? They make you feel better about you. <laughs> There's so many things you can't not say but here's the I key mean, i can also <laughs> see why our buddy batchelder and other folks and yourself included hmm? are reticent to really jab at the makers of it because i did get a sense that while there's no way that anybody making mega piranha thought they were making i don't want to say citizen king because that's a cliche uh, yeah, but it, straw it, dogs know, or wild bunch movie. or you know right. dog day afternoon they weren't making those movies but at the same time I felt that the craftsmanship and intention was there. Yeah. The, the real problem with this movie is the screenplay and the acting, which I'll be generous and say was like watching a porno movie with, with fewer dicks. That's pretty much <laughs> was the quality. It was, uh, it was rough. It, it was rough. Uh, hey. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I'm going to say this with a straight face and I okay. want you to hear me out. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you this. First of all, honestly, this one um, was some of the best acting of any of them. <laughs> no, this was not the best acting of the, of the bunch, right? There's actually some of these sci-fi movies where the people in it genuinely are doing a decent job acting. The screenplay is still, you know, iffy on all of these and some of it's meh. Um, but there's some acting that's really good. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Tiffany's acting in this is not nearly as good as her acting in Mega Python versus Gatoroid. Well, that was she her second. Was that her second movie? Her second one. And she actually kind of stepped it up a little because the the first one, the one I wanted you to watch, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, that stars 
the other oh, that's 80s right. deep yes, yeah. heartthrob, Debbie Gibson. And in Mega Python versus Gatoroid, they are both in it. They have a cat fight, right? They have a cat I, fight. I actually, okay, ready? They, ready? This will just tell you everything you need to know. I actually want to see that now. They have a cat fight through a giant cake. Yeah, I kind of want to see that. Well, and the other <laughs> thing was, I, and I don't know if it changes with the next movie that she's in, Tiffany. She seemed frumpy in this. Yeah, she's a little like different. Beat. In the next one, they, she's a sheriff, and I noticed that she wears like shorter shorts and um, tie. I, I still think she was, you know, good looking in this, but she. Well, here's the thing. What I found interesting, it, it was as if, and I'm just going to say it. Everyone knows she had a boob job. I think they were, and this is what makes me think they actually were trying to do this. Somebody was trying to be serious here because she's supposed to be playing a scientist. Okay. And they weren't just throwing them all out there. Like this is what, if this has been like, like an Andy Sedaris movie, the whole point would have been to have her wearing like a V neck that went down to her navel and they would be oiled up the whole movie and oopsie popping out. Oh gee, let let me do it. Let me lean over the microscope. Oh, one of them popped out. uh." And that would have been the whole movie in this. they, They put this vest on her, like a, hunter's vest uh, yep. a photographer's vest and it's at, at times almost a a life preserver in its yeah it's very it's got all these pockets in it that are yeah and it's just uh, it's just sort of filled out and it it obscures her business let's just say that right although interestingly there were several moments where she was in you could tell it was a lower cut shirt she was wearing but yet she wears this life preserver only thing I figure is they were trying to make her more credible as a scientist. Yeah. That would be the only thing I can come up with. Fitch, I, I I see why they cast him in the really original role of special forces soldier <laughs> who must come in to solve the problem. He fit the role physically. Like dude's in great shape. He has that militaristic quality to him. But yeah, he he pretty much just looked pissed throughout the duration. Uh, well, I, my favorite scene. But to be fair, Mega Piranha doesn't exactly need range. Well, there was the fear, then there was the disappointment, then there was the anger. Hmm. You know, I wonder if when was... he's when he's when he's before he's probably method. So right <laughs> before each scene, when he knows that this scene really is about the fear. Does he pretend he's smelling a different type of fart than the anger scenes? <laughs> because it, it's more no. of one, like the anger is one of those raw, like the, the, uh, the sulfur smell, the, the, the rotten egg fart, the sad scenes. Maybe those are more just a little, little, little baby fart, little like blessed air. Yeah, yeah. But it just makes him sad because he's, he's trying to find it and he can't. Where did a little farty go? Farty, come back, farty. Stinky. What was it, Ren and Stimpy? Didn't they have a fart friend? Uh, yes. What, yes. Was, what was it, Stinky? <laughs> you idiot. <clears throat> so, but my favorite acting scene of his, because the whole time he's just this kind of action hero yes. uh, stereotype the whole time. But my favorite of his is when they are towards the end. Okay, so spoiler alert. These things get big. So big... They're jumping out of the river and crashing into buildings. I love that they go kamikaze. They do. They just start jumping out of the river and crashing into buildings. Suicide fish. Yep. <laughs> and um, 
And they, they go to the point where at, my favorite is they jump out and land on some kind of like a space needle or antenna or something uh, and just spears itself on it. But Yeah, that was pretty they, good. That was good. So they escape from the river into the ocean, right? So they escape from the river into the ocean and a battleship that was sent to save uh, the scientists and Fitch mm-hmm. uh, from uh, the, the bad guys in Venezuela, I guess, to, to bomb, they attack the battleship. Yes. So you've got the best military scene maybe in a movie ever. <laughs> with the guy that has those silver, funky – see, here's what's great about these movies. You have to watch it again because the more you watch it, the more of these things you see and the better it becomes because <laughs> – I will, I will tell you, this is probably the only negative. I really don't foresee myself watching them more than once. Oh, okay. Well, then pay o- attention only, next well, time. Only way I would, cha- I would add this caveat. I think it would be more fun to watch it with other people. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. So well, if there was a situation where it was like you, me, and we had a small group of people, then I would watch it again. But yeah. by myself, meh, probably yeah, not. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. Because um, adding commentary helps. But yes. So the battleship is being eaten. And crashed and sunk and, you know, they're like, oh, and you see those guys jumping overboard and all this stuff happening. These fish are just gigantic. And Fitch has his arm leaning against a tree. And I swear to God, I thought he was pushing out a deuce because he was trying to show <laughs> well, tears. Well, you know why? Because he's so method. <laughs> he had to smell his own fart. Was, that's what that's I the mean, sad like, fart when you smell your own. Because was, you don't hate your own. Everybody else hates yours. But you, you do it in bed. You give yourself a little bit of a Dutch oven. You know, you, you, you know, and everybody, your wife's asleep. And you kind of just, you pull the, you pull the sheet over your nose. You go, oh, God, my ass. <laughs> but he's trying to maybe cry. Maybe the happy scenes. Maybe the happy scenes he does. He's trying to cry. He's got, he's trying to show a sad face. And it Which, just, by the way, how would they have even seen that happen? That ship well, is, yeah, because it looks like he's in the jungle. So wait, no, no, wait, but wait, wait, wait. Before that battleship scene, I have to say this. So they have to use a cell phone to contact the Secretary of State, who will then subsequently contact the ship to let them know, okay, you can begin to pummel a sovereign country's shoreline. Right, right. Because with, someone on a cell phone says uh, uh, SOS. What did he say? SOS. Yeah, he, he said, does. He says SOS something. Uh, right is in motion right he says some code help, phrase help and then they but start just the best part the best part party. is to build suspense invisible quote fingers insert here <laughs> to build suspense as they're running through the jungle they're trying to he tries to phone damn it it's dead the battery's dead tiffany oh my god this is the best part <laughs> tiffany says oh if you if you pull it out and suck on it <laughs> and they suck both on go the battery they, they, yeah, everybody uh, knows uh, yeah. the acid from your yeah. From your saliva, we'll give it 10% it would, more energy. It would ten, yeah, no, ten, you have 10 seconds. And they both say it together. Like, you get 10 seconds? Of, like, they get it. And he just grabs <laughs> and his, so it. Sits when, there. He puts it in his mouth. And he's like, like, like he's got a thermometer in his tongue. <laughs> Taking my temperature. And he's looking at his watch. <laughs> he's sitting there looking at his watch with sucking on it. And uh, well, All he needed was the 24. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! That, I love part, that, that was great. I um, also love the early on when Fitch has to investigate. Which, by the way, what I love, ship is destroyed by Piranha early on with the ambassador and the Venezuelan pol- yep. politician, and all these people are killed. When you see the scientists for the first time in their boat, they're in amongst these reeds, right? These right. little scraps of wood, literally like six inches long, 
scratches like, scraps of wood like a hundred of them yeah just just float by yep she picks one up and like oh, i have to get back to the lab like how the hell do you know <laughs> yeah what that, that even that, that, that's for yeah. it wasn't a piece of the ship it wasn't didn't say the name of the ship <laughs> it was just a little tiny scrap of wood it, it could be from anything it's a, just a look at, i have to i have to get back to the lab so when he is investigating and he's scuba diving in the river that in the would, Amazon. Yes, that's where I was going with my original point. Yeah, go, uh, please continue. Uh, please, I really want to because that was something to <laughs> behold. So he's down there. He finds the dam that's blocking these fish and goes through this whole process of investigating. A, didn't know that the bottom of a river in South America looked like the bottom of the ocean. It was a coral reef. It was a freaking coral reef. Because <laughs> there is actually coral at the bottom <laughs> of a river in South America. Yep. Right. So there's that. And then he, as he continues on, the fish attack. Well, apparently this these fish aren't just giant man-eating, city-destroying fish. These fish are highly intelligent and, and maybe it's the kamikaze thing. Because, you know, the honorable That's right. Japanese soldier kind of deal. Maybe, yep. maybe they honor him as a soldier because they give this dude more time <laughs> to prepare yeah. himself for combat. Well, only underwater. one attacks him. Yes. Well, only one. It's sort of like a a, mar, a, mar, a bad space. martial arts or action movie where they got, the good guy's surrounded by 18 bad guys and they just attack him one at a time so he can kick <laughs> yes. each person's ass. Because if they all bum rushed him, it'd be done. <laughs> They're thinking, oh, that's not fair. Yeah. I can't have, yeah, we, gotta, we, we can't all go in. No, we got to just <laughs> one at a time. So the, the one fish comes at him. He He's underwater. He's scuba diving. So he pulls out his diver's knife. He slices at the one fish and it starts swimming away. And another comes. I love that he actually has time to like turn the knife around in his hand, reposition it. Yes. So it's more of a tactical maneuver. And then he <laughs> slices it and he cuts it. And then all the fish go after this other fish and begin to devour it, giving him plenty of time to leave. Now, mind you early on, they had devoured the people who was it just me or did the quote unquote hot girl at the beginning have braces? Yes, she did. And, and don't worry, nothing against braces, but it made her look close up. Like she was 15. And the guy she's with is maybe 38. <laughs> I, I actually said the from same a, thing when I was watching from a this distance, last time. I, thought, I, wasn't really I said to my wife, I said, I never noticed that girl's braces on and that guy's fat and old. I mean, it was really weird. I'm watching it. And at first from a distance, you know, she's attractive, really good shape. And she's in a bikini and she gets in the water. And then they do this close up. She kind of smiles and you're looking at her going, she looks like. She's now, not 13. the braces are ugly or anything. No, 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 but no. This isn't about like the braces. It makes he looks her look like extremely a... young. And then, yeah, the guy is like her uncle, creepy uncle <laughs> Guido or whatever he is. I don't know. Yeah, that was. So, but those people are devoured by these fish in a matter of milliseconds. But them eating one of their own, maybe they take their time with one of their own. I think so. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it does. So, so wrap up to this. One yes. of the things you have to watch if you watch more, because I want you to watch more of these. Because um, you hate them, me. What? Because you hate me. Because I, I hate you that much. I love you so much I hate you. Yes, I know. Uh, go, go ahead and do your wrap up because there's a couple quick couple quick key points I did want to address and I would be I would be remiss. <laughs> there it is. I had to use it. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. Give me your couple okay. things. Last things. The way they introduce the characters, you don't watch the show Burn Notice, correct? 
Uh, yes, I've watched season one. Okay, you have. Okay. You know how when they introduce uh, a new bad guy or a new character, they'll do the yeah. freeze frame and the title yes. card. It's always something kind of funny underneath the person's name. Yeah. They did that for everybody in this movie. Yes. It's minus the funny part. So it would say Fitch, Special Forces. And, and by the way, it didn't give him any other descriptor. It was just Special Forces. Right. <laughs> and to, to introduce him, we do a montage, quick cuts with sound effects between cuts <laughs> to draw attention to them of all his medals in his room as he's waking up. Just so we just so you're clear, he's a badass. He is a badass. And Barry Williams, look like he was wearing his dad's suit. <laughs> yeah, it's a little too big for him. It was. It was this sort of frumpy suit. And he, and he wore the same suit in every scene. Now, you can uh, make the argument, he's a politician, all the suits just look alike, but because it was the same frumpy suit, it sort of stood out to me. And, and it, for some reason, um, <laughs> when Fitch would call him from Venezuela, yeah, it would be, I don't know, I'm going to say somewhere between noon and two o'clock in Venezuela. Yeah. And middle of the night in Washington, D.C. Which is intriguing because... Same... Time zone. Or darn close to it, right? Are they maybe yes, an right. hour... Are they maybe an hour ahead of us? Not nighttime and midday. Yeah, certainly not enough to justify that, no. Yes. No. Yes, so... Good point. I didn't even think about that one. And... well, <laughs> and I, I was, noticed things like that. Well, and so. I was I was more hung up on the fact that the Secretary of State... I'm hung up on the, on the things that truly would matter in the real world, but for the love of God, it's mega piranha, Joel. Get over it. The so sec- when he says, the Secretary I just of- got pulled out of a meeting with the President to hear this? Yeah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> the, the Secretary of State wouldn't have people that handled such matters? No, that means you have to... Um, uh, that means you have to hire more actors to be people. Ah, good point. And uh, last couple things. The scientist who ends, ends up being eaten, uh, the heavier set guy, the one who you... Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Is it me or did he look like a younger version? You know the actor, I believe his name is Blake Clark. He's in pretty much all the Adam Sandler movies. He has that real gravelly voice. Yeah. He always plays a coach or somebody like that. He yeah. looked like a younger version of him to me. <laughs> but I did love how in the middle of a major Megapron attack, by the way, same attack where Fitch on the beach straight up falls onto his back and as if he is biking, uh, bicycle kicks, bicycle bicycle kicks, kicks. in the air, these fish Let are coming fight. at him like in a video game and he is just <laughs> kicking them. Boom, 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 boom. And he's just knocking them out. Now, they didn't come at that fast at him in the water. Um, yeah, that's one of the other things. Keep in mind at this point, they're big enough to... They're sort of they're about the buildings. Same. Well, was he? But, but the ones that were coming at him weren't that big. Okay, but here's part of the problem: uh, the one they all were growing exponentially, and they were big enough to jump into buildings. But the ones that came at him were like I don't know, football sized. They were a little so, bit bigger than that. I would say they were size of a, a large dog. Yeah, but they weren't buildings. They size. were not. They were not going to take out a building though. Yeah, so, and in the middle of all this, the the scientists, I have to test the water. That was their thing. So that was their way to know if all the fish were dead in the water or it, where they were headed. They had the, because, they had like the, the she, fish magnometer or something where they could test. Was it the fish's sonar? Yes. Yeah, she walks. She basically walks up to the water with what looks like a voltmeter. Yeah, it and doesn't totally even was touch a voltmeter. Just holds it towards the water. It's like they're moving towards the ocean. Yeah, I'm testing the fish's sonar. <laughs> As they like, thinking to myself, they have sonar. <laughs> I new news to me. <sighs> um, that same guy. Did you catch the scene where 
he and his scientist partner are down testing the water and a soldier comes up. The soldier gets eaten and the scientists are like, no, oh, and yeah. the one's holding Dude, him back. It was a loop. It was a loop. They, they played, played the same, same scene like eight times. times. Was, yes. They'd done it twice, maybe three times, but it was as if they wanted to drag out the scientists being eaten and the only <laughs> way they could do it was to cut back to their reaction. But their reaction was the same exact movement every time. Yeah, it was the same loop. And like I really they, think if they only done it like I, a couple times, it would have been fine. It was the fact they did it over and over. It was like six or seven times. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was It was rough. <laughs> so yeah, I, I picked up on that. I One of my favorite things in the whole world <laughs> was when they're in the lab and they're arresting the scientists. The Venezuelan soldiers are in there. Yep. And... They're going to arrest the scientist. Fitch is in there, and Tiffany runs up to him. Now, there's three, four soldiers, Fitch, two or three scientists, including Tiffany. <laughs> Tiffany runs up to Fitch as if, and, and this is a very small room. What would you say? The maybe 15 by 20, maybe? Yes. It's small room. size. Yeah, this isn't some giant warehouse type lab where they could this be off in a corner. This is a classroom science lab. Yes. No, this is a small room 15 by 20 yeah this yes. is like a big kitchen <laughs> yes yes so she runs up to fitch and in a lower voice as if they couldn't hear her because they're four <laughs> feet away Here, take my keys we can't afford to get you arrested too and uh, I, I can't leave you hold on smell the fart i can't leave you tiffany so he steps over behind a counter or something and they cut to the colonel and he's looking, to, all of them are looking directly in Fitch's direction. He's maybe <laughs> five feet away from them. <laughs> Colonel turns his eyes for two seconds over to the soldiers. Arrest Fitch too. And they swing the camera back. And the soldiers, who were literally 18 inches from this guy. Like arm's length. Arm's length. Facing yeah. his direction. Suddenly they he's gone. He, the camera's turned back. He's gone. And then they have this look of his like, where the hell did he go? Now, but they don't move. They're just kind of like yeah, they, they looking just, around. They, they like, just sort of lean, like almost like they're doing toe razors to look over the counter. <laughs> like, like, oh, no, he's not there. Nope. <laughs> I don't know. He must be magic. <laughs> and when they're approaching a roadblock, they're in, a, was it maybe a Ford Focus? <laughs> a Taurus, yeah. maybe? We'll say a Taurus sized vehicle. All right, say Taurus. <laughs> no tinting on the windows. Would you agree? No, no, no. No time for anybody to pull down the back seat and crawl into the trunk. You'd agree on that point as well. No. He specifically says, get down. And get invisible. <laughs> because they basically just slide down in their seats. The soldier Who leans walks, in the well, open window of the driver yes. and says, oh, nobody else in this car. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, literally, they disappear. So he says, get invisible. They are very literal about that term and they disappear. Now I was expecting when they first pulled, I was thinking, Oh, Tiffy's going to end up with her head in his lap and they were going to make some joke. Yeah. About something like that. It's like, no, no, apparently these people have been by Hogwarts and picked up that cloak thing. And when they popped up, they literally just popped back up in their seat. Yeah. Like, like, that ooh, was it. Ooh, whew, that was a close one. <laughs> <laughs> Look, lucky that plot point didn't get diverted. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. That was See? probably my favorite part. See, you loved it. Yeah, th those <laughs> moments made it worthwhile. They really did. So, on I a just, scale uh, of, I, I, I will, I will not 
completely rip off our buddies at Movie Podcast Weekly. Weekly, they do a scale of one to ten. I'll say one to five for the type of movie it is. Right, I not not grading against. I'm talking about entertainment. I value. said for the type of movie it is, meaning that genre, comparing yep. it to other similar movies that I have seen. I, and that's the other thing. It seemed more reminiscent to me of those other sci-fi movies, which I liked. Yeah, you know yeah. The, the shark attack, crocodile right. attack movies yeah. that were ripping off Lake Placid and things like that at the time. Yeah. And I'd say three out of five, 3.5 out okay. of five for that type of movie. That's above average. And, and like I said, this is not my favorite of them all, mm-hmm. uh, but this is pretty decent. So uh, the next one you're going to watch, which I highly recommend. I have a copy of uh, um, Jersey Shore yes. Shark Attack. Yes, you have given me that copy and yep. I with, have uh, it sitting here. With Joey Fatone. Yes. He's actually in it. For about 10 seconds, right? <laughs> no, uh, I'd say a minute and a half. Okay, that's good. All right, cool. So, Jay, do you, uh, we've been at this for 52 minutes. I know. I'm sorry. I knew this would happen, but so, so do we, do I, I did have a couple other little things. Okay, and then we got to do our, our ADD top 10. Yes. So, I had a couple other little things. One, um, I saw a couple of trailers recently that I think shifted my, well, one, I saw the new Star Trek trailer. Yes. The latest one. Yes. I'd already been excited about that. The latest trailer made me want to see it even more. Yeah. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch looks... He's got the best voice ever. Oh, my God. No. He, he, he I sounds- can't, hold on. Wait, wait. Ready for it? Wait, wait for it. <clears throat> now, shall we begin? <laughs> yes. And he's got the big-ass ship and the little Enterprise. Yeah, what was, it? Was, that, was that like a giant evil Enterprise ship? It looked like an enterprise from like next generation or something. So yeah, we'll see what that turns out to be. But I saw that. I Wait, already oh, wanted to he's see Picard. that. Because nobody knows who he is. He's Picard. <laughs> he's come back in time. He's pissed. He is before he Maybe. lost his hair. Yeah, they're gonna loop together. Yeah. You know, so um but then I saw another one. Mm-hmm. You and I talked about this before. Hell if I know when. But we talked about Superman. Uh, because Man Superman- of Steel. Okay, no, I'm talking about Superman. Yeah. Superman is a very, very long-running franchise. And I would say is probably the pinnacle superhero in that whole group of comic book heroes, superhero kind of I would of- say he's the most famous of all superheroes within the realm. When you go beyond people who like superheroes and comic books, if you're just pure mainstream, he would certainly be in the top three that virtually oh. anybody could identify. Well, if you were to look at, well, he started early. It was what, 20, the 20s, late 20s? I think it was the 30s. I'm not a comic book guy. I think other it was than, in action you know, comics in like the, the late 20s. Yeah. But he's certainly been around a long time, but certainly one of the biggest, well-known, uh, biggest franchises when you take everything into account. So anyway, we've, we've covered on the Forgotten Flicks podcast, uh, this, this series of Christopher Reeves uh, movies. And then we talked about the last Superman film that came which out, which was Return, just awesome, which sucked pretty salty balls. I mean, it wasn't, I don't want to say it sucked in the sense that bad movies suck. It sucked in the it sense boring. that I just, my memory of it was, it was nothing to it. Yeah. It was yeah, boring. Yeah. And I never felt any excitement. I didn't care. And meh. nothing it was not the acting was man, everything. So when they announced they were going to reboot it, or started over. I was like, "Oh God, again!" Nineteen thirty-three. Beat this thing. Su- Su- Superman. Just, just to interject, was created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. 
high school students live, living in Cleveland, Ohio in 1933. 33. Okay. And he was sold to Detective, okay. Comics, Detective Comics in 1938. Okay. So, okay. I was thinking 28 is 38. All right. Yeah. So, been around for a long time. But when I thought of this reboot, I thought, ugh, I don't want to see another one. I'm just tired of this, you know. And then I saw the teaser trailer. Well, first I saw those stills of him without his underwear. Yeah. And you, you apparently know? had a big hang up about the fact that he was underwearless. Right. Even though that, that part of the uniform is very indicative of the time he was created because it was supposed Old to be a str- it was strong yeah. man. It was a strong man in a circus. That's what they that yeah. was their look. Yeah. Exactly. It was the now the it looks like somebody wearing it looks like he's a mentally challenged superhero put his underwear on the outside. Underwear on the outside. Right. <laughs> Yay! Superman! Superman Superman mommy dress him sometime. Right. So um uh, maybe simple, Lois Lane dresses him. Who sup- knows? Simple Superman. Simple Superman. So and then I saw the stills and I saw some of the early comments and I'm like, oh and I got sucked into that. I saw the teaser trailer and I thought, oh, maybe. Well, and, oh. and we saw the teaser trailer followed at the end by executive produced by Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan. Okay, that made me feel a little bit better. Then I finally watched this newest trailer that's out now. And if you haven't seen it, uh, those of you listening, go out and find it. YouTube has it brand new. It's Man of Steel, uh, the new trailer. Well, that's the movie. They didn't call the trailer Man of Steel. <laughs> No, Man of Steel is the movie trailer. Yeah, but you made it sound YouTube. like the trailer specifically was named Man of Steel. <laughs> the trailer is named Man of Steel. If you go to YouTube, you can't look up Man of Steel movie. Well, no, the man. Yeah, you can. Man of Steel is the movie, and it's the trailer for the movie Man of Steel. The trailer yeah, is but not the Man of Steel. Terms are Man of Steel trailer. trailer. Yeah, but it's the trailer for Man of Steel. Yeah, but you don't search for trailer for Man of Steel. You can. <laughs> you can say Man of tra- Man of Steel. Movie trailer. Man of Steel trailer. Steel trailer. Yes. Put Steel trailer and then you get a Shaq movie. <laughs> right. So anyway, you saw the damn oh, trailer. God damn it. Go watch the trailer. Um, anyway, it looks freaking unbelievable. Russell Crowe. It looks really plays, damn good. <laughs> plays lost. his dad. And he, tell me what you thought about this. His voice Sounds like Marlon Brando's voice from the original uh, Superman with Christopher Reeves. Or not the original, the one from the 79? Well, yeah, the original, 78. Yeah. 78. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sounds like Marlon Brando when he does that monologue over the trailer. Mm-hmm. A, little, a little bit. Yeah, I have to, I'd have to listen to them back to back to be able to say, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, but he sounds very good. And um, it looks really good. And it looks like they're going back to that original story. Mm-hmm. From Superman with Christopher Reeves in seventy and seventy eight, where it's him as a boy and what would happen if a real person uh, or a real person on Earth had those kind of powers, and you know what would the the, the military react and police and all that. And so that story actually excites me. Yeah, yeah, so it looks I, really good. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I I might want to actually see that movie in the theater. Yeah, it looks really good. I'm. I have very high hopes that it's going to be pretty awesome. And we won't go into into as much depth as I initially wanted to. You also watched the trailer for Pain and Gain? Yes, that's the one with The Rock. Yeah, the Rock, Wayne Mark Wahlberg. Johnson. Yeah, Mark, Mark, Mark Wahlberg, yeah. yeah. I love how you say Dwayne Johnson like you would ever say it that way in front of his <laughs> face. I can only say it here. Yeah. I love Dwayne, The Rock. Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne He's Johnson. done picking his teeth with you. And what is up with him and Wahlberg, man? They were freaking 
did I, I'm not going to insinuate that they did anything to prepare for this role that may have involved <laughs> certain substances, but for a little I bit. I don't know about hormones of any kind. No, but... <laughs> and growth in humans, none. Oh. But for a little bit, cripes, man. He's, he's, now, big, he's already, man. He's, he's always been a big guy, but he's lost weight, thus muscle mass. And I know if you've been somebody who's been that big before, it's not in, like, next to impossible to get that big again with an intense no, regimen, but he is freaking. Yeah, he's dis- sick. He is ripped. Sick. I mean, he's big as hell. And Wahlberg was way bigger than I'm used to seeing him. I mean, he's a muscular guy, but he was, they looked like what they're supposed to be, which is weightlifters. And if you don't know the story, Pain and Gain is based on a true story. In 1995, I believe it was, in South Florida, there was a spate of robberies and things involving these bodybuilders who decided they wanted their slice of the American dream, baby. <laughs> Wahlberg <laughs> and The Rock, and I can't remember the other actor's name. It's escaping me at the moment. Yeah, and they decide that uh, Tony Shalhoub plays a mafioso type and they want what he has. So they're going to kidnap him and get him to sign away all of his wealth and everything. One of my favorite parts is when he's in the seminar early on in the trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a Tony Robbins kind of thing. And the guy's like, you know, and the important things in life. I had my wife. My two beautiful little girls. Thank God I left them. Because now I go home to these seven honeys every night. Uh, yes. And I get my choice of them. And they cut to these like all clone <laughs> supermodel looking girls. And they cut to Wahlberg. He just has to say, this guy gets me. <laughs> so, it looks hilarious. And the thing it looks, that. It actually looks funny. Yeah. And, and I think Dwayne Johnson. I. I think this is Anthony Mackie as an actor. Anthony Mackie is the other actor that's Anthony in their Mackie. crew. Yeah. I love Dwayne Johnson. I love the rock as an actor. If you haven't, have you seen the tooth fairy with him in it? Are you really going to bring up the tooth fairy? I'm, I'm not kidding. It's actually funny. It's a stupid premise. He is funny in it. So, wow. I can't believe I'm saying that, but wow. I like I, you do know that stays in the show no matter what <laughs> that I, I, that I will hold against you for forever. That, you can at least make the argument with the mega pro. You can always do the well, yeah, but they're supposed to be <laughs> the tooth fairy. <laughs> and I won't even All admit right. that. And I won't even admit that I might occasionally have watched the pacifier with Vin Diesel a few times. Oh, yeah, he's not quite as funny, but he is funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I'm in the mood All for right. insipid, bland comedy that for some reason, <laughs> much like uh, pop tarts and pop rocks and Jolt Cola. Yeah, it just goes good together. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so Pain Again definitely looks worth it. Uh, the thing I can't get past with Pain Again, it's directed by Michael Bay. But it, mm. but it, it looks like a good movie. And then I remember, well, the guy did The Rock. Which, ha, ah, there, maybe that's the connection. And he does a movie involving The Rock. And he did The Rock. Uh-huh, get it? And that was probably the only uh-huh. movie his that I've ever seen that I didn't hate. Although The Island, I think, is underrated. As I recall, I remember liking it. Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson, The Clones and everything. Oh, yeah, oh, spoiler yeah. alert. I don't remember if that was a big reveal. But uh, yes, so Pain and Gain, definitely worth checking out. I believe by the time this episode comes out, I think it will have been in theaters the weekend before. Yeah. If I'm it's not mistaken. Because yeah. today should be May 4th, right? And that the Wednesday? I so, think so. And I believe I it comes out. 26, 27, something like that. Something like yeah, that. something like that. Yeah. All right. So, and yes. Ed Harris, who is friends with our boy, Lance Hendrickson. Oh, my so. God. Name dropper. <laughs> <laughs> and then a couple other ones that I'm really excited about. Two Guns, Denzel Washington, Mark Wahlberg, and because I've determined Denzel Washington is my favorite actor and I love him. And let's see. Oh, and of course, R.I.P.D., 
rest in peace department. Uh, you get, what was your reaction? I'm curious, seriously. Um, I actually wouldn't mind seeing it when it comes out on DVD. It reminded, me of, Man on, me. It reminded me of Men in Black, but instead of aliens, you've got ghosts and demons and stuff. I was going to say, I thought it was a pretty exact ripoff of Men in Black. When I saw the trailer, I thought this looks like a complete ripoff of Men in Black. And normally I would agree of, with you and I would have groaned because even the CGI didn't look that good to me, but Jeff Bridges is pretty much recreated Rooster Cogburn from True Grit. <laughs> and that's the thing that makes me want to watch it. Jeff Bridges is in it and then Ryan Reynolds plays the um, Will Smith character basically. Yeah, the younger um, smart yeah, ass. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones, but um, it... it with Jeff Bridges in it, I I'd probably see it because playing he's kind that, of that type cowboy. of character. Yeah, he's playing it. He's playing it as if it was True Grit, pretty much. That's yeah. sort of the vibe that you get off. Yeah, uh, and Kevin Bacon's in it, so you know, any chance to see Kevin Bacon? On. Yeah. So yeah, those are those are the big ones. We can uh, we can move on from there. So are you ready to? Um, oh, I don't know, my friend. Are you perhaps ready for a little ADD top ten? The ADD top. Ooh, a nickel. Ten. Thank you. Thank you, JV. I love that there's music for that, but not the intro. I'll be adding that in in post. <laughs> <clears throat> so what do we got, Jay? Right. You randomly so picked the, something. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, uh, the ADD Top 10 is, is our chance to try and come up with 10 items related to movies that a listener has sent in to try and stump the gimp, I guess. Um, Am I the to gimp? try and Am see if we can make it uh, actually all the way uh, to 10 in three minutes, three minutes, right? Is that our, yep. That's the goal. Three. Yeah. Uh, three. so yeah, so, uh, we try. So this time around, um, our, I'm pulling it up. Our, our 80 top 10 list mm -hmm. came from, I'm looking, I have it to here. Where is it? I keep forgetting. Uh, okay, it's from Jason Piles, who is oh uh, my boy from the movie, movie po podcast weekly. Yes, with Carl, Andy, and occasionally Josh. Yep, uh, and, and other guests. It's a great show. Check it we out. Actually, we actually have a, a a long list of these, and the idea is I don't let you look at any of these before I tell you what they are, and I randomly pick one just before we we record this so that. Or well, for full right now, transparency and disclosure, he yep. randomly said, pick a number between one and three, and I said three. So where the chips so fall beyond that, I have no idea. I had three that were uh, in the pot, and he chose. So uh, this one is, and let me get the timer ready. Um, all right, you have three. We have three minutes to come up with the top ten cars or vehicles in TV movies that serve as a character, not necessarily living or personified. Quick, quick caveat to that. Do I have to know the exact model or can I just say the car in movie blank? Yeah, you could say the car in because movie I'm going to suck this up bad. Worse than I'm going to suck this up if I have to like, uh, it is a nope. 1974 nope. Buick blah, 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 blah. I have That's a Dodge Dart from 1974 and a half and, uh, no, you don't have to come up with the exact. I just have to say, like the movie, such and such, and the, the car, and I can kind of describe the car and say that car is a character in the movie. Yep, and I have got the uh, the piece of piece of digital paper ready. Okay, so wait, wait, mark. wait, wait, wait. One other question: yep. Did you say TV movies or any movie? TVs 
TV or movies. Oh, TV or movies. Okay. Yes. Good. We're good. All right. Yes. Nope. All right. Jason yeah. said 10 cars or vehicles in TV or movies that serve as a character mm-hmm. that have a name or okay. character. Oh, wait, right? wait, wait, wait. Do they have to have a name or do they serve a pivotal role? He says have a name. I'm going to let you off the hook a little and say just can be a character. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yeah, because the first one popped in my head, I think, is, is debatable now. Okay, good. On your mark? Yep. Get set. Go. My mother the car, Herbie the love bug. Wait, my mother the car? Yeah, my mother the car. Okay. That's an actual movie or show. It was a TV show. Okay. And Herbie, got that? Uh, Christine, duh. Okay. <clears throat> uh, uh, what I was going to say is the car in Duel. Actually, the truck. Ah, the truck in Duel because you never see the damn driver. So the big ass diesel truck in Duel, that one for sure. Yeah, that's definitely, was, yeah that, that one. would definitely be one. Definitely, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, <laughs> wow. And there is uh, the General Lee. Okay, I'll give you that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, I'm trying to think of ones that actually have names, like are, are known as oh, Herbie. Lightning McQueen. Oh, I, oh, that counts? Okay, well then, uh, to, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that because it's too easy. I can name because my kids watch that movie all the freaking don't, time. Yeah, don't name everybody in that one movie. Let's oh, say but, it's okay. one per movie. Okay, okay. Lightning McQueen. Um, what are we up to? Uh, six. Hmm. I'm actually surprised it's gone this far. Uh, <laughs> uh, what now would Silver Streak? Because it's a that's the name of the train, right? Is that the name of the train? Did it serve as a character? Yeah, kind of. It's the look. It's, it's, it's a plot a, point. It, it, well, it, well, it's a location, and there's often the argument made with particularly horror movies. The house is like a character. Uh, is that a stretch? Am I stretching too much on that one? Kit. Night Rider. Oh, okay, duh, Kit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Airwolf. Could we count that? Oh, the, the helicopter. But the, the helicopter, was it a character? Are we saying it's alive? It doesn't have to be alive, does it? No, but I, not not just a location, an actual character. Well, I mean, Airwolf's not a location. It's a freaking, it's the Airwolf. That's the name of the damn helicopter. It's the title of the show. Yeah, but then why can't you just say that orange car in Starsky and Hutch? Well, because it's not the name of the show and they didn't name it. <laughs> It wasn't okay, a character. So, I would say that just got from point A to point B. Now, you could maybe get into the car and bullet because that was an integral part of his character, but I think that's even more of a stretch. I think Airwolf is totally a, a viable one. I'll give that as an iffy. Okay. Iffy. What are we up to? How many? Uh, you're up to eight. Plus an iffy? Yeah. Well, you're up to seven plus an iffy. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I'm trying to think anything else. Ferraris, Lamborghinis. Corvettes, Corvette server. No, that's not really a, that's not really a character. Uh, yeah, I'm running low on Octavia. Spaceship. Christine. Oh, spaceship. Uh, spaceship. Thousand. That's a, that's the computer in this shit. That didn't count. No, I'm not even. What? I, that no, counts more uh, than uh, no, of, no, no, no. Flight of the Navigator, because that ship. That that no. I would say Hal. No, because Hal was separate from the ship at some point. All right, all right. Flight, Flight of the, the Navigator, Navigator, whatever the hell that thing was called. All right, you got one more. Damn. What's the one with the vibrator? <laughs> oh, that's not a vehicle. Never mind. Did she just? <laughs> they did. They just wrote it. Oh. <laughs> Three minutes are up. Oh, oh, I thought you were doing the scene from the movie. Now it's up. Ah, if you count Hal nine thousand. No, I, I don't think you count Hal. You wouldn't ah! let me use. You wouldn't let me use Tomater without the T. <laughs> well, but that's all the same movie. I'm at least coming up with a movie. I should have done that. Doc Hudson. Toe Mater. <laughs> uh. Oh my God. All right. We okay. came up to nine. 
Okay. Yeah, well, that was good. One day. Yes, I got it. <laughs> we did better than last time. Yes, true. Thank you, Jason, for that Thank really you, easy one. <laughs> and if you are interested, uh, those in the listening audience, of sending us an ADT, ADD Top 10, every week I actually draw from all the suggestions we've been given. Even though Joel said one to three, I narrowed it down from like 15. But send in your suggestions for any TV or movie-related list. 15 divided Try by five. <laughs> 15 divided by five. The, the best three from each of the groups of five. Um, <laughs> send them into offscriptpodcast at gmail.com and uh, I will weed through them every other week and we'll, every other episode and we'll, we'll put it up. So By weed through me means he's going to smoke weed and then laugh at them. Yeah, pretty much. That's so, my- uh, so Jason, what'd you say we uh, hit him with some knowledge? <laughs> Please, let me do it live. For more Offscript action, go to offscriptpodcast.com. Join our Facebook group or follow us on Twitter at, at OffscriptCast. More importantly, don't forget to check us out on iTunes and leave us a review. The more reviews we get, the higher we rate. The higher we rate, the more listeners we get. The more listeners we get, the more reviews we'll get. It's a vicious cycle. If you have any questions or comments, keep them to your damn self. If you have a guest for the CND Theater or suggestion for the ADD Top 10, email us. That is all. Yes, yeah, so there it is. Oh, and uh, <laughs> do we want to mention CND Theater for them to get uh, from last... Episode, episode yep. three. Yeah. Yep. Don't forget, uh, you can go back and listen to episode three. We did our CND theater. You listened to Joel and I doing our best recreation. And by best, I mean worst uh, recreation of. By the a way, the, he, he was who? What did somebody put? To me, it was extraordinarily obvious you were Carl Childers, but somebody put you sounded like some, something. Oh, it was, a, was it Jay from the yeah. Facebook group? They sounded like somebody had. Uh, like a pervert in a truck stop or something. <laughs> nice. Come here, boy. Yeah. You got a pretty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you have a guess for the scene we were reenacting uh, from CND Theater last episode, please send it in and you could win our Geek of the Week, uh, which we hope eventually we'll have prizes. But um, send your guesses into offscriptpodcast at gmail.com and we will uh, toss you into the hat for the drawing to see if you win Geek of the Week. So. Yes, good point, Jay. And on this final note, I just wanted to do, say thank you again for subjecting me to the <laughs> cinematic abortion that was Mega Piranha. <laughs> I appreciate that. My eyeballs you, appreciate it. Wait till you get to Arachnoquake. I'm re- nah, actually, I'm really, nah. that's one with Edward Furlong, right? I'm actually looking forward to that. Edward Furlong, yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to do a double feature of that with Brain Scan from 1994, I believe. Ooh. Yeah. Ow. Yeah, good stuff. So, Yes, I, I do. I realize that the anticipation, more than likely on your part, was that this was going to be a knockdown, drag out fight between us, a la Assault on Precinct 13. <laughs> and it wasn't. And, and alas, it wasn't. But even though it should have been, I think on that final note, I'm going to let us go out with yours and my pretty much a guy we wish we were, but we're not. Come on, man. 